Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Michael Gordon, and I'm proud to serve as the 95th president of the greatest Rotary Club in the world. Our club serves our local and international community through a variety of projects, but our main focus is on youth literacy. If you're ever in town for either business or pleasure, we invite you to join us at one of our weekly lunches. More information about meeting time and location can be found at lasvegasrotary.com. Now, sit back and enjoy this week's speaker. Thank you. Okay. Today, I am really proud and, and happy to um, introduce Bob Brown. Bob is a well-known and well-respected person in our community and an all-around great guy. But he's an effective leader and he's a friend to many of us. As uh, you probably noticed, he seems to know more than half the people here. But um, he was formerly the publisher of the Las Vegas Review Journal. He's been a past chairman of the state's largest business organization, the Las Vegas Metro Chamber of Commerce. And now, Bob leads one of Southern Nevada's most loved and most impactful nonprofit organizations, Opportunity Village, an organization that's about helping people with disabilities live without limits, and which, in Bob's words, is that once small school which grew into what today is recognized as a leader in the field of rehabilitation services. So I'm very happy to introduce Bob Brown. Thank you, Sidra. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. How are you doing today? Got a little video for you. Captain Kirk is lining me up. So we'll do the video first. That way I don't have to worry about technology. You know why we're doing that. I just want to say I did get the email from Blake, so I'm all set, okay? Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. And Principal Shannon, we're, we're all supposed to show up at your school in pajamas? Yes. Okay, all right. The newspaper publisher me comes out every once in a while. I'm thinking I want a visual of that, you know? Explain that one. Oh, here we go. So while he's working on that, does everybody know where the back door is? He said, when we go to Opportunity Village tonight, all you that are volunteering, 
it's it's actually uh, will be in the front door, but it's this it's the parking lot facing C, CCSN, okay, College of Southern Nevada. So when you go into the parking lot, there's a big gate there. It says Magical Force. That's where you'll go in. So for all of you that are coming tonight, and I knew you were coming tonight, so I have a, a beautiful weather report tonight. To 55 degrees. So it's probably the, like the balmiest night we've had in, in three weeks. It'll be beautiful. Okay? So you're going to have a great night. And if you're there until 9, which you should be if you're volunteering, uh, the Perseid Media Shower will still be going overhead. So there's some dark spots. You'll be able to see that. So, you know, it's a twofer. Here we go. He's got it. Captain Kirk's all over it now. They don't let me touch technology, so I'm not going near that computer. Singing at she's dancing at home, she played music at home. It's amazing. She's awesome because she's very There we go. The doctors are telling me that NIS will never walk and talk hit by mouth at the time she already had a 13th surgery done. They told me that you gotta accept this, she's never gonna be a normal child. You just have to take it. And I wasn't gonna take it, just like an OB won't take it. My name is Anna Kaplan. On Monday through Wednesday and Friday, I'm in the work center doing peace work. And on Thursday, I'm in the art, the art room, uh, art performing arts. What I like about Opportunity Village is the environment, my friends, and people who help us with whatever we need. One of the things she wanted to do was learn uh, something in Japanese. And we learned a song from one of uh, Anna's favorite anime cartoons. And it took a while, but we got it. Um, and what the really neat thing was that she got a chance to perform it for the Toyota family when they came through on a tour here at Opportunity Village. I play songs with Daryl Borges, and he teaches a lot of the chords on the ukulele, and we have so much fun doing it. Anna is very um, culturally aware, so uh, a Hawaiian instrument, anything Hawaiian or Samoan or Korean, um, anything like that, she, she really gravitates towards. She practiced at home, she's singing at home, she's dancing at home, she played music at home. It's amazing. She's awesome because she's very energetic. Um, she's very, she always likes to uh, lay a challenge down for herself. She have a lot more empowering herself. She believing in herself a lot more than before. She actually do think she can do anything if she put the mind into it. Without Opportunity Village, I'm gonna be at home, you know, depressed, um, not having any uh, any friends. Opportunity Village is for me and my child. It's everything I ever asked for. It is amazing that actually Anna have a place to go to work. All the people here are really friendly. They'll come up to you, they'll hug you. You get to have a relationship with the people at work. 
Well, Anna, she's like, she's a friend of mine. She always says things to make me laugh, make me feel happy, make me feel good with them myself. Anna is a lovely, a lovely person. I've been friends with Anna for like three or four years. She's a good friend to have around. She's funny and I like hanging around her. The environment is just so good and so, you know, nice. Me and Anna, we work together. She is a very supportive friend. We uh, have a lot of fun together. I, I couldn't even imagine this journey up to this point without Ovi. I don't even know. where I'm gonna be with Anna at this moment. It is just so good to have them in my side. Really is. So tell me I don't have the best job in the world. I got the best job in the world. I get to work with about 1,200 folks just like Anna, and Anna is just one uh, special person out of 1,200 special people. Every single person has a story, just like everybody in this room has a story. You know, and I like to really uh, bring it down to the level of talking about people as people. Because once you make a connection with another person, suddenly you know, you're not looking at the differences so much as you're looking at what you have in common. And believe it or not, you would have uh, millions of things in common with the folks at Opportunity Village. They want the same things you do. You know, they like a good laugh, they like a good meal, uh, they like to have fun with their friends, they like to see people, they like to go out and do things. And it's that kind of energy that really is the, is the engine that really ignites Opportunity Village. And why, uh, for example, we had a, a group of people here from uh, Mongolia uh, about six months ago. We had a group of people come through and do a tour, and it was amazing, and I was, I was so impressed. They left me a nice little plate as a, as a token of their uh, appreciation, but it was, uh, uh, it was amazing. It's just amazing that you're here today because I, I really, it was one of my favorite tours ever because as we were touring, I noticed that one of the ladies that was with the tour was kind of um, ho holding back a little bit. She was kind of walking a little behind the rest of everybody else, and so, um, and she looked a little emotional, and I asked her, you know, what was going on, and she said, First of all, she said, I can't talk to you in front of the others. And I said, oh, okay. You know, so we you know, went uh, to, into the other room, and she said, you know, I have a disabled child. And nobody knows that because she's, she's at home. You know, and it's, it's embarrassing in our country to have somebody with a disability, and so we hide it. And how, um, how touched I was by that. And how I thought, you know, we need to build opportunity villages everywhere, right? And we should. We should, we should you know, we've got a great system here for teaching people that these are just people. They're just people, just like you and me, okay? Dreams, goals, aspirations, all those things. It's so important to be able to express that, to be able to live that, and to be able to grow. So um, I've got a little bit of a, a slideshow. We'll, we'll try the technology. I don't know. We'll see how it works, you know. Captain Kirk did a great job. I'm not, uh, I'm not being critical there, Captain Kirk. You did awesome. All right. The reason they do this, I told Tom Thomas this. Tom Thomas is on our board, though. Thank you very much, Tom, for your volunteers over. 
millennium. <laughs> a long time. Uh, a long time supporter and a wonderful person. And, and a guy, I have to tell you that I, I probably would not be at Opportunity Village if it wasn't for Tom Thomas. So I can honestly say that. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about what we do there. And then I'm, I'm going to take some questions from you. But I want you to understand that um, the number one task of every single employee, if I walk up to an employee and they don't know this answer, they're in the doghouse with me. And that's a place you don't want to be. Uh, what's the number one job that you have today? And that the answer is, is to make a connection with somebody. Okay? Make a connection with somebody, one of our clients. And that connection could be, what, what movie did you watch last night? Or what's your favorite sports team? Or, or uh, you know, what's your favorite meal? Or what, you know, just find out about the person, not about the disability. That's, that's very important for us. And we call that the OV way, and that's really the cornerstone of it. The other one is enthusiasm. You know, I mean, you don't want to see a bunch of people walking around sad all the time. You know, these, these folks we work with, they get up, a lot of them get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. They get themselves ready. They get out the door on the bus, and, and they arrive at our place about 7.30. Okay? That's the RTC. I mean, that's, uh, anybody from the RTC here? Good. I don't have to take anybody down. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, you know, if you see the special buses going around town, 80% of those buses are Opportunity Village clients, okay? So they line them up, and, you know, they're going through. I know uh, my daughter, I have a disabled daughter, she gets picked up about 5.50. So I get up about 4.30 every morning, and, uh, you know, we've got a little process with her to get her up and, uh, up and out the door in the morning. But she's just like everybody else. She's got good days and bad days. Um, but, you know... Uh, that whole notion of enthusiasm permeates the place. When you go in there, you have a good feeling because you're around people that are excited about being there. And as a staff, we should be at least as good as the clients on that. So that's another very important thing for us. The other is productivity. We talk a lot about that. You know, we have to go out and we have to make about $25 million a year. Okay. So get the checkbooks out. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, you guys, this is a great group, and you guys do a lot of good work, and I really do appreciate that. But let me tell you something. That's a lot of money, and that's a lot of work, okay? That's every day you get up, you roll up your sleeves, and you figure out what you're going to sell, because we sell a lot of stuff, what you're going to produce, because we produce a lot of stuff, who, what services you're going to be involved in. We have a huge janitorial business. We've got a huge shredding business. Our shredding business is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, we've got a document uh, imaging business. Uh, we've got a culinary business. We've got a cookie business. Uh, you know, there's just there's businesses after businesses after businesses, and the businesses were there and created because you know we try to place people in jobs, but it doesn't always work out. All right? It's a very special employer that's going to employ somebody with intellectual disabilities. There's a lot of needs that are there, and there's a lot of situations that can happen. So we're very cognizant of that. We train our employers, and we work hard to get people employed. But we also know, you know, when I, put, when I place you in a job, you're not going to be in that job for the rest of your life, usually. You know? Something's going to happen. Transportation issues, medical issues changes in where you're living. And so there's a lot of things that can affect 
uh, an employee, and that's something that we're very cognizant of as well. So there's, there's that whole process of placing people into jobs, but also making sure that they have a safety net when something happens. Stewardship, you know, we are stewards of your money. Uh, who owns Opportunity Village? You guys do. All of you. Everybody in this room owns Opportunity Village. We're a nonprofit. We're owned by you guys. We're owned by the public. So our job every day, Steve Linder knows that. He used to be on our board. Hey, Steve. Uh, our job is to make sure that we are stewarding your resources correctly, right? So, you know, every once in a while I get a call from somebody and they're unhappy about something. And you know what? That's a, I get it. You know, they, they want to make sure that we're doing what, we, what we're supposed to be doing. That's the, that's the trust that we have to build. And then development. Uh, always trying to develop new ways, new thinking, new ideas. Uh, development is really important for us because, you know, the jobs that we're going to create in the future are not the jobs that we're creating now, just like, it, just like at your place. This is Tommy. Um, I was introduced to Tommy. Um, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I was uh, introduced to Tommy, and uh, he is—he works at our North Campus, and um, he's on a—he uh, was on a contract up there. He's actually uh, moved on, and he's—he's he's retired. He still comes to our campus every day, but he doesn't work every day. And um, so I was introduced to Tommy. And I was doing some work with Tommy's team, and then—and uh, Tommy looked really familiar to me. And so uh, that Sunday, I was in church, and. Uh, 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 I, you know, I happen to be a Catholic, and I'm in a, you know, it's a Catholic mass, kind of a serious, solemn thing, and, and uh, all of a sudden I hear, Mr. Brown, from like across the church, right in the middle of, the, right in the middle of mass, <laughs> and Tommy comes, he comes trolling down the aisle, and comes up, gives me a big hug, and goes back to his seat, and I thought, this is going to be a good job, I'm going to really like this, uh, so, uh, you know, we're a local nonprofit. We're, we're, we're 63 years old. Um, I think that most of you know the story about how we were founded by families. Um, for those of you who are visiting, uh, you know, it was just one of those serendipitous things where we had people, uh, and I think that's a very, uh, it's a very Las Vegas thing, where we had people that took something into their own hands and said, you know, we're, we're going to do something about this. This is wrong. We're going to fix this. And so these seven families got together because they had disabled children, and they figured out a way to keep their children occupied during the day. They came up with little tasks. It actually was a little mail room. We had some, uh, so they used to work a lot with cards or mail, and so they used to process that. Uh, they used to uh, put uh, things together. They had some little uh, collate uh, things for the strip. They actually sorted chips. Uh, There's all kinds of jobs that they would, they would go out, find jobs, and the group would come up and they would do them. And so that evolved into the business that it is today, which is huge, uh, and, and all over the southern Nevada area. Uh, but these services that we produce, you know, in the beginning we just did these little jobs and then we got into day habilitation. And day habilitation is simply, you know, when you've got somebody that is so disabled uh, that you're feeding them and you're taking them to the bathroom and you're just caring for them at that point, that's a different level of disability. So it starts there, and that's our PRIDE program. And then we have our ENABLE program where you're maybe a little more advanced, got a little more uh, ability, uh, but you're not, you're not ready to, to do work because you can't seem to you know, focus on just you know, doing a task. But we're going to work on you and, and try and get that done. But it, for, those, for those two groups, it's more about quality of life. I mean, really, 
what we're trying to do there is we're trying to create an environment where we're giving them the, sef the seven best hours of their day. You know, they're doing something fun and exciting and interesting that they can work with. And then if you can graduate beyond that, um, the higher levels are going into the work center. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, special minimum wage. Anybody hear of a special minimum wage? Everybody hear that? Sub-minimum wage, it's called. All right, we are uh, purveyors of sub-minimum wage. And there's a lot of people that get really antsy about that. Like, oh, my God, they're exploiting people. Okay? So I have... Uh, a young man, and he is extremely disabled, but he can move his, his left hand. And so we gave him a job, and now he can, he can actually collate with his left hand, and he sits at the table, and he does work for about three or four hours, and we pay him for that. And we have to go out and get the contract that provides him that work. But when I'm getting the contract... Do I, do I go to the, uh, the, the person giving me the contract and I say, hey, listen, um, uh, it's probably going to cost me about $100 to do this, but I, you know, I want you to you know, give me $1,000. How's that? You know, that going to work for you? And most people you know, would say no. And, and in fact, everybody says no. So we go out and we get our contracts at a competitive rate. But then I have to figure out a way to pay this young man to do this work. I can't mention his name because we're taping this and we have to make sure that we don't use names and HIPAA rules and all that stuff. I used to get in all kinds of trouble for that. Uh, so the, what we do is we say, we're going to carve out that portion of work that he does and we're going to pay him a commensurate rate, a wage for that. And we do that with about 300 kids, okay? They would not have a job if they didn't have that. They would not make any money. Okay, that's the difference. That's the, that's the, uh, I'm telling you, the, the people that are against special minimum wage, all they're saying is, don't pay them. Just don't pay them. Let them volunteer. Let them do the work, and then instead of getting a $35 check every two weeks, they just get nothing. And I disagree, because you know what? That $35 check to him is more important than most of the checks that people get on my staff. Okay? He loves it. It's exciting. And he gets to go home and he gets to show his brothers and sisters and his parents that he makes money. He's got a job. Okay? There's value in that. And if we forget that there's value in that, shame on us. Okay? There's value in that. So that's what a, that's what a special minimum wage is all about. When you hear all this nonsense about, well, we're exploiting people, come on down and watch us exploit people. Okay? And if somebody is exploiting somebody, I would be the first one in line <laughs> to go get them. Trust me. Okay. Um, we have four campuses and a thrift store and some land. And pretty soon we're going to have a couple other sites. And, and we're, we're building and we're growing and we're adding people. And, you know, the, the future is bright. Thanks to uh, a wonderful board and a, and a great group of donors. Um, and then, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, we've got contracts all over the valley and all different kinds of things, okay? So the um, Pride and Enable, remember that lowest group of people that I talked about that we're just doing the day habilitation for? There's about 527. Actually, it's, it's more than that now. It's almost 550. We've had a lot of new people. Um, state and federal contracts. So let's talk about wages for a minute. We have 122 people on state contracts. Those people make over minimum wage, Okay. We have 176 people on federal contracts, including Nellis Air Force Base. You probably see them in the mess out there. They make a federal minimum wage, which is $15 an hour. 
Now, that is amazing. These guys, they're, I mean, they are clamor to get these jobs, right? And, it's, and think about it. So we, we start out in that work center, and then we've got jobs out at our serve sites, and then we've got these federal contracts. So there's a, there's a pathway there, right? There's a course there that if they want to make more money, they can, right? And that's, that's good. We want that. We want to build that in. Let's think about that. How do, what motivates people? You know, money motivates a lot of people, so we want to make sure we keep that in place. Uh, we've got uh, 1,700 people that we placed in community jobs. These are just straight placing you in a job in the community. Nobody ever talks about that with Opportunity Village, okay? That's a lot of people, all right? And that means that you're going out to a, to a business and you're placing something in, somebody in that job and you're coaching that business and trying to help them to understand what it's like and how that's going to work and the bus is going to show up at this time and it's going to show up at that time and, you know, you might need to give them a little bit of help with this, that, or the other thing. And, and it works 1,712 times. Uh, we have about uh, just under 300, actually. Uh, uh, the school district just gave us a few more. So we're going to have a little over 300 kids in our job discovery program. That's where we take kids that are in special education in high school. And we go out into the community, same thing, we find businesses. We place a group, it's called an enclave, of about uh, four or five kids and uh, an instructor. And we put them into a work environment, and they're actually doing the work. Okay. So they're, they're actually working at the business, and we're at, uh, oh my gosh, we're all over town. I mean, we're just, it's amazing the, the, the contracts we've got from hospitals to uh, gaming companies to uh, uh, manufacturing companies. We do a lot of, uh, um, just a lot of work, and it's, it, none of it is the, what we've always been known for is our janitorial work, and you know, I don't know about you, but not everybody likes to do janitorial work. Okay, now we got a lot of kids that'll do a great job and they love janitorial work and that's great. But that's not everybody. And everybody's an individual, and so we gotta start we gotta stop cubbyholding people and saying this is these are the only things that you can do. You know, we placed uh, we placed somebody um, in a in a um, a work situation about two weeks ago. I hope it works out, but it's uh, it's as a carpenter's assistant. And you know, that's what they wanted to do. And the carpenter's all fired up about it, and we'll see how that goes. You know, but we're going to keep track of that, and that might be a whole new career path for us. Um, thousands of people have been employed over 60 years. I love these guys. And then we've got a fine and performing arts program. Um, several years ago, um, a woman that worked for us, Linda Smith, I, everybody in here knows Linda Smith probably, yeah, okay. Linda Smith was at a program, and she saw uh, them doing some art and she came up with this great idea that we should have an art department. So eventually we hired uh, some artist assistants, and they come in every day, and now we've got a whole crew. Uh, I think it's Tom Thomas's favorite part of the whole building, but the art, uh, the art in there um, is amazing. I mean, we have people that cannot express themselves verbally, but can express themselves on a canvas with elegance and beauty like you've never seen. And that is just amazing, right? So to have that as an asset is just fantastic. And now we just signed an agreement um, where we'll have some contracts where we'll start to do some, we'll take the art and we're going to reproduce that. Um, uh, FLM's talking about uh, putting us on some uh, 
some chocolate boxes coming up next year, hopefully for Valentine's Day. And we'll have some really interesting work for people that want to be a professional artist and have the talent and the ability to do it. So we ought to be able to let them do that. And our job at Opportunity Village is just, let's figure out a way to make this happen. You know, I mean, our, our job is just, you know, kind of get out of the way and just figure it out and, you know, let them, let them take off and fly. Okay. Um, so, I don't know what this slide is. Look at that. So we employ a lot of people with disabilities. That's fantastic. It's my first time. Yeah, you know, I, I was telling Tom before this meeting, I spoke, uh, at the last group I spoke, I went 20 minutes over and they said, you know, we need to put you on a PowerPoint. So this is what they gave me. Uh, I get a little excited. Uh, we save taxpayers $37.4 million a year. We save taxpayers 34, I figure this group, just seeing if you're paying attention. Okay, these are all the businesses that we currently operate. Um, I think I talked about every one of those except for maybe, uh, no, buttons, cutlery. So cutlery's kind of going away um, because of technology. Um, we used to have a really good cutlery business. Like, you, you know, you go into um, Applebee's and they'll give you the napkin and it's wrapped with the silverware, right? Um, unfortunately, that's all getting automated. So our hand process is just slower. And again, the businesses that we're in today are not going to be the businesses that we're going to be in 10 years from now. And our staff has to understand and know that. So as we invest in equipment or the things that we think about, we always have to be thinking about where we're going to be, not where we are. And that's really an important process. Uh, we pay about $3.7 million in wages. Not about, that's, that's pretty much the number dead on. So we're paying people with disabilities that much money every single year. Okay? That's pretty cool. And how can you help? Well, first of all, tonight you can volunteer. So make sure you do that. Come on down tonight. You can write me a check. I'll always appreciate that. You can contact us at OV and become a volunteer. Um, and, and really, you can help at any level or any way that you want. But the, the, the idea for this group, the work that you do, the volunteering that you do, what I saw, what you did with Santa, with the toys, you get it, okay? You want to spend your time doing good things for people because the value there that you bring is amazing. And you want to come down and you want to tour Opportunity Village. And I'll tell you why. You're going to get more out of it than you're ever, ever going to give. Okay? You're going to, you're going to be able to be in there and feel that place and really understand from a, an incredible perspective how blessed you are. And that's a good thing. And how wonderful it is that you're able to live your life the way you are and have the things that you have. When you have all these people that need all this help. So I want to thank you, and I'll take any questions. I know I'm running a little over time. So go ahead. Um, can you <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Bob is available if you need, um, if you have questions for him afterwards. Yeah, well, and Bob. Yeah. Thanks. We would like to give you our Share What You Can Award, which feeds a homeless vet with a needy meal, a needy homeless vet with a warm meal in your name. Thank you. Um, thank you all.
prime rib next week. If you cannot be there at 4.30 today, they will take any volunteering. So if you can only show up at 5.30 or 6, that's still fine. And like I always say, Rotary is like tennis. The one who serves best usually wins. Now go forth and make a difference. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful meeting of the Rotary Club of Las Vegas. If you're interested in membership or want to know more about our upcoming projects and speakers, please visit lasvegasrotary.com for more information. Now go forth and make a difference.